Hey everyone, welcome to Schoolhouse, where we believe every parent has what it takes to help their child learn. We're here to give you practical tips and encouragement so you can be a confident learning coach. This is the space where school and house meet. I'm your co-host, Mary Stackhouse, and I'm joined by our host, Dr. Erica Carr, and today is the second part of a two-part series that we're calling Overcoming Overwhelm. Now, Erica, why don't you fill us in on what we talked about last week and what we're going to be discussing today? Yeah, so last week was all about helping our children overcome overwhelm. So um, we had the privilege of speaking to Robin Matarazzo. She is a licensed social worker, a certified school social worker in the Revere Public Schools in Massachusetts. Um, she has great personal experience um, for this topic. She mm-hmm. has children of her own, but she's also, uh, like I said, a social worker and working in schools supporting mm-hmm. uh, children in many different ways, but she's specifically seeing the effects of um, all that's happened in the last year and really helping mm-hmm. students work through that. So she was able to give us some great tips on how a parent might support some of those feelings of anxiety that might be creeping up in kids. Mm-hmm. And today's yeah. episode is all about the parents. Mm-hmm. So like I said- parents are feeling it too. They're mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Yeah, and she speaks to that. Mm-hmm. So um, luckily in this episode, like I said, she is a parent herself. Um, she She's been experiencing this, you know, even the back and forth situation of, you know, what's happening with school and maybe some of that not knowing, but then also she's working and she's balancing all of that. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get her thoughts today on what can parents do and how can they overcome some of those overwhelming feelings as we're still experiencing, like I said, some of this uncertainty in the world of education. So let's, let's welcome Robin back to the schoolhouse. Thank you for having me. All right, Robin. So part one of this series was overcoming overwhelm um, as a student. So how can parents help their students who might be feeling overwhelmed with school right now? Um, And and we're saying right now, but obviously this is just any time a student is feeling overwhelmed with school. Uh, But this part is going to be parents, if you are feeling overwhelmed (laughs) with school and the learning process, um, Robin has joined us again. She is coming to us. She has a background um, in social work. She currently works in a um, school district in Massachusetts, and she is going to be shedding some light on uh, the current situation, but also just in general, if you're a parent who's facing overwhelm, Um, what can you do? So Robin, let's briefly recap what school looks like for students and families right now. Sure. So uh, given our current situation with the pandemic, we're seeing districts um, in varying uh, degrees of hybrid or remote learning. Um, And so we're seeing students have to do work from home, obviously. And so they're having a combination of live instruction with teachers and then what's called asynchronous work, which is work that they do pretty much independently um, using applications such as Google Classroom, Schoology, et cetera. Um, And so that's been, I think, a challenge for both parents and students in terms of staying focused, understanding the work, being able to do it on their own. Um, And we'll get into what that that means for parents as well. (laughs) Yes, okay, so I love, you already just, you set us up perfectly there. So um, parents who are, they're working. We've all gotten back into the swing of the work life for the most part. Uh, but 
If you are working outside of the home, I'm sure that looks one way. If you are working in the home and you have students who are remote working uh, or remote schooling in the home as well, that looks like that looks a little bit different. So what are you noticing about the impact school is having right now on parents and families? So I think, you know, it's, it's higher stress than usual for many reasons. One of those being trying to manage how your student is doing, um, as well as your own problems that might be going on because of the pandemic. And that could be financial strain, job loss. Um, we haven't talked about it much, but I've also, you know, had the experience of talking with families who are suffering from a loss of a family member from COVID. And so there's grief. Um, and, and certainly that is not easy to have to manage while you're also, you know, trying to take care of your family and, and, um, provide for them. So I think there's a lot of different kinds of stress and, you know, and just like our children, I think we're anxious because we don't know what the future looks like yet. We don't know when this is going to be over or how it's going to look when it is. So, um, I think that it's important for us to remember that we are also dealing with a lot of new stresses and new issues that we didn't have before, just like our kids. Yes. And, um, and what Robin told us in the first part of this series, so the last episode is she has experience at all grade levels. So she's got a child in elementary um, and middle, and she works in the high school. Uh, so we know that the experiences are different, but like she said, those stressors are probably much the same, no matter what level your, your children are at. So what can parents do? <laughs> Let's, uh, what are you noticing? Um, what are some things that you've already experienced that are actually helping parents right now? Or, um, and, and have you seen anything that's working to help reduce some of this uh, anxiety and overwhelm? I mean, again, I definitely feel like um, it's important for us to take care of ourselves. And I know that sounds so cliche and that we are always talking about self-care these days, but I do think that, you know, having people to talk to um, and talking with fellow parents is really important um, because it helps us to not feel alone in what we're going through. And I, I, I promise you that we are all experiencing some level of new stress and new worry or new anxiety um, because of the situation. Um, And I also think for those of us who are spending more time at home, as much as we love that we're given this time with our children, it's also a different kind of stress to be at home with your kids more often than you might be used to. Um, So definitely just acknowledging those things that this is hard. It's not easy. Um, And so you know, we kind of have to come to terms with that. So things might look different for a while because it's so hard. Um, and I think, you know, so I think really communicating with friends or family members who support you and who love you is really important. I think, um, again, communicating with your child's school, if you're uh, like, for so many reasons, right? Sometimes it's just because you like, don't know what's going on. You know, I think for those of us who work out of the home, sometimes you can feel like I don't, you know, like I'm not home for it. I, and I don't know what it looks like exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's important to talk to teachers or talk to principals to see like, what does it look like? How is my kid doing? Like, is there anything I need to worry about? So I have two follow-up questions then just based on um, those first few tips. So you mentioned 
um, connecting with other parents, how can people do that? So, and I'm asking because I feel like, you know, you, you have experience with families who are new to the U S mm-hmm. um, but there are those ex- like thinking about kindergarten parents and things like that. I mean, that maybe they've ne- they don't have a network yet because, uh, you know, their child just entered school and lo and behold, like they're not actually entering school. Uh, so, how, what is a, what is a good recommendation for those parents who might feel like they don't know how to connect to other parents? That's definitely an issue, I think. And I've, I've experienced that myself, um, in moving from, you know, different one town to another with my kids. And so I think, you know, one important, you know, use of social media is this. And so, um, I was very fortunate, um, the town in which I live has these wonderful, Facebook groups for parents and they're just incredibly supportive and there's a wealth of information. You can ask any question. There's no question that you can't ask about school or parenting or products or whatever it is. And you'll always get, you know, several responses. So I think looking into that, you know, whether it's Facebook or some other platform, looking to see if there's something in your specific area can be really helpful and can help you to feel like, oh yeah, there's other parents out there who are going through this <laughs> and yeah. who don't know what to do. And that goes for education as well. Cause sometimes, like I said, you might have questions about school that other parents have already experienced and have already been through. So they'll have some good advice. Yeah. Um, I also think um, some schools have something called like a family liaison. So especially I think schools with students whose parents may speak different languages, that's often a person who can be sort of a connection and can sort of help parents find either other parents or other resources that might be helpful to them in understanding a new school system. So that was actually going to be my second question. What is your recommendation for communicating with the school? But I love the idea of probably using a family liaison. Mm-hmm. Um, that is probably one really good resource right there, but what else? So, you know, we, and we've mentioned this, we mentioned on the previous episode, the, the need to, to stay connected and communicate with either the teacher or the school in general. What does that look like? How yeah. would you describe that? And it's not easy. I would, I mean, I have to say, especially for folks who speak other languages too, like you call the, you can't, you call the main line of a school and you're going to get like 400 mailboxes and all sorts of departments. And so I think it's important just to get a person on the phone and then to ask if you think you want to talk about like mainly academic stuff, you could ask for a principal or for a guidance counselor, um, or you could ask for a school social worker and they'll direct you, you know, so it's kind of key terms that you might want to use. Because once you have that person on the line, you say your kid's name and they'll be able to look them up and figure out what's going on. And so I do think that, you know, it's it's sort of knowing which role to ask for, you know, is, is the main the main point. And that person will also be able to get you in touch with their teachers if you're if you're concerned about a particular class. What is your recommendation for um, frequency? So if I'm a parent and I am. Um, I'm feeling this level of overwhelm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I know that I need to be communicating because I've heard the schoolhouse podcast tell me 500 times to communicate with the school. (laughs) Robin has told me to communicate with the school. Um, and, 
And I'm going to do that. But how often, how often should I try to communicate with the teacher or the school to just get through these feelings that I might be having? Sure. Sure. I mean, I think it really depends on your level of concern. So, I mean, if you have a student who's really struggling um, and you can see that and you see that it's not getting better, you know, then I'm definitely an advocate of like, keep on knocking, you know? So if you don't get a call back in a day or two, call again. And if you, can't reach that person, ask for someone else. You know, like in my job as a social worker, it's important sometimes in terms of advocacy to be, you know, asking for the supervisor, asking for somebody else, you know, because that's how we get our needs met, right? When someone isn't meeting our needs, we have to ask someone else. Um, And so that I think is really true uh, in a school system, especially like, I mean, we know everyone in every system right now is very busy, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that you're a student doesn't deserve to be, you know, tended to and paid attention to. So um, we definitely, I, I appreciate sometimes when, you know, when parents are like, sort of like, hey, hey, remember me, I still need help. <laughs> so I think that's important and not to feel bad or guilty or like you're bothering anyone because that's what we do. That's our job. I love that. You actually just reminded me. So our um, third episode was called, Am I Bugging the Teacher? And the answer was a resounding No. (laughs) So great. Okay. So you've heard it again, parents. You're not (laughs) bugging anybody. Please reach out when you need support. I think that that's what we need to constantly say is, you know, that validation of your needs and your child's needs are important. It's the entire reason that we exist is to serve you. Okay. What other tips then? It's so funny because it really, so much of it is the same as what we tell students, right? (laughs) Um, That, you you know, that that taking care of yourself and getting sleep and getting good, you know, good food, good meals, spending time with people you love when you can um, and when it's safe to do so. Being outdoors, doing some form of exercise, even if it's like stretching or walking, you know, anything doing things that you enjoy when you can. I know it's a stressful time and a lot of people are working more than they might usually work. Some people are working less and that's its own stress. Um, So I think just whatever you can do um, to create some moments of joy and togetherness and connection are really, really important. I know that's been really important for my own mental health, you know, that I consistently call people, that I reach out, that I do things that help me not feel so isolated because we feel sort of automatically isolated because there are limitations to our ability to be out and about with other folks. So I think we, we really have to combat that. That looks different for everybody, you know, and, and, and so you kind of have to go on what, what feels good to you. But I think that's important to really, that connection is what will get us through this um, in whatever form that we can find to do it. Two great quotes from Robin <laughs> Create moments of joy and connection will get us through this. Seriously, though, I do think that, um, you know, the three things that you've just sort of highlighted for parents are so critical and worth repeating. Create those moments of joy. Um, make sure that you're finding something. And I think for many of us, time might be this nebulous thing nowadays that, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely looking different than it did a year ago. 
Um, but even if it's 10 minutes of something that brings you joy, I think that's a great tip. And then connecting to others. And like we've said, that is to personnel at the school, if you need, if that's what you need, um, but also to other parents. And like you said, family members, people that you love, just making sure that you're staying connected and man, how so true connection will get us through this. Um, but then I also love the sort of highlight there within the connection and the communication pieces, ask questions, make sure that you're asking questions when you have them. Um, and I was about to say, ask the right questions, but it doesn't matter. It's just whatever <laughs> no, questions that's, you have. That's what you need um, to ask. Whatever you need yeah. to know, you know, what do you need to know? And I would also just reiterate what I said about sort of lowering expectations in terms of also just thinking about like, this is not the time for amazing parenting. If anyone was ever trying to <laughs> reach that lofty goal, this is the time for like good enough parenting. Like, you know, like I got food on the table, you know, I did, you know, like all those small little things that seem like things that you should just assume that you can do as a parent, like that might be as high as it gets right now, because we're dealing with so much stress, you know, from whether it's work or money or any of that stuff and our kids learning remotely, but also just the stress, like I said, of being anxious about this experience and being indoors more and being away from people more. It's very isolating. It's very anxiety producing. And so we cannot expect that our energy and motivation and lust for life is going to be what it was right now. And that's okay. And it's not permanent, you know, as long as we can remember, it's not permanent, but we also have to realize that in this state, we are not going to be, you know, the same as we were. Yeah. Um, and so that that's okay though, because our kids are okay. They're going to be fine, you know, and yeah. they're, and we're doing the best we can. And that is good enough. Yeah. And I think all you know, lowering expectations is part of that sort of like tip mix. We're doing this episode and the previous episode with the understanding that we're all still experiencing this uh, difference in the way that school is presented to us and the way that we're experiencing school. But man, if at any time, let's say five years from now, you're feeling those feelings of being overwhelmed as a parent and having a child in school, and you just may not know what in the world, you know, up from down, these all still work. All of these tips still yeah. work. Well, Robin Matarazzo, we are so grateful to you. Uh, I know that with both of these episodes, our parents are going to have, and our families are going to have so many nuggets, um, insights, just great tips that you've been able to share. And I cannot thank you enough for being with us at the schoolhouse. Well, it was really great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. What a rich discussion. Thank you so much, Robin and Erica. And parents, we invite you to become a member of our brand new Parent is Learning Coach website. In addition to our Schoolhouse podcast, members have access to learning coach guides, skill sessions, and weekly tips. Please check us out at studereducation.com slash parent dash as dash learning dash coach. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in, and we look forward to having you join us next time at the Schoolhouse.